Welcome to Yelling at Birds, where me, a mid-30s, ill-informed man, explores random topics that come up and digs into journal entries. Personal philosophy, growth, consciousness, humanity, and anything else that would have bored you to tears at a college party. Episode 1. Why? Like most things in life, I don't know what I'm doing, and that's just fine. For episode one, I'll be reading and reacting to a few old journal entries, discussing my thoughts on a recent High Existence article, and stumbling through some lighter thoughts on life, and what I've learned so far. So, let's just get into it. Alright, so let's just get into it here. I don't know when I did this. I was probably drunk at the time. I'm done with that now, but it did make for some entertaining entries. This appears to be a page of one-line poems that I wrote. Uh, I definitely spilled some things on it, but that's fine. Number one, disappear. What the fuck are you? I yelled at the thing as it left. I like that. <laughs> home. I still have dreams. I'm back in that place with a lap full of mayonnaise, listening to Dreamweaver. I don't know what the hell I'm trying to get at here, but it's in here. I'm reading it. That's, that's just it. Scribbles. I wrote something on a piece of paper. I won't mention it for another 14 years. So I'm breaking that rule right now because this was probably just a couple of years ago. Um, I kind of have an idea of what I wrote on that piece of paper, and but I have no idea where I put it. I believe I set a reminder for myself 14 years from now, or 12 years from now. So maybe I'll be around to tell you. Next up, well, I'm a disastrous calamity. These are There are still people around me. It feels like the end of times, but I'm loved. I think I was just having a bad night, but the good message there was, I know who's around me. I'm happy with them. Um, there's a lot of love, and I think one of the most important things in life is to have your tribe of people. For some people I know, it's hard to find those people, or you don't think that they exist. You might feel the world is against you. It just kind of depends on your outlook on life. And as you grow up and mature, you kind of realize that you have the ability to change that and shape that to something that's more supportive and good for you. I think that was a lesson that I had to learn over time. Yelling at birds is kind of a play on howling at the moon. You know, you're frustrated with life. You have all these frustrations and you feel powerless and you lash out. You do whatever you need to do to cope, to escape. Some people dive into video games. Hell, I still do that. Some people sit at home and listen to music, and that's a positive escape. Uh, I also chose to drink heavily. I think for the last 10 years or so, um, maybe I went a couple days here and there without drinking. Otherwise, I was mainly just hiding from the world. I think I couldn't understand why people chose to live in fear of other people, why there was hate, why there was borders, 
why we over the course of thousands and thousands of years chose to not evolve. We evolved as societies. Uh, obviously we have better technology, otherwise I wouldn't be able to do this. Our technologies have, have evolved. Our abilities have evolved. Intelligence and things that we've learned, but we really haven't evolved as individuals. There's still that fear, there's still that tribalism, that separation. And throughout the last few years, I've, or not even the last few years, um, longer than that, I've been trying to open myself up to that. And I think that the drinking was kind of a failure on my, not kind of, it was a failure on my part. Well, that was a tangent. leads me to my next little bit here. Cage. And the people continue doing what the people have been trained to do. Trained to seek comfort. Trained to seek boredom. To seek security. To be easier to control. To chase after that blissful ignorance. And life would become a conquering. Whether you conquered all of the challenges set before you or whether life conquered you into a boring submission. Neither way matters to life. It only matters to you. Our only way out of this with any speck of sanity or morality remaining is together. While we argue over man-made borders or who deserves whose help, the rich get richer while continuing to feed us lies. Now, I have nothing against people that have accomplished things in life. Um, I just think that at the end of the day or the day being life we all wind up in the same box and we can struggle and fight and try to build mass mass amounts of wealth and we can hoard supplies goods money uh, feel good in our giant houses but at the end of life it all goes away it doesn't really matter so what became important to me is not living a, well, I guess success can be defined in different ways to, in, with different people. And to me, what became more important is living a beautiful life. Doing what you can to bring brightness and joy to your little corner of the world. And in doing so, you've lived a successful life how I want to learn and grow and develop and do as many things as I can do and experience as many things as I can experience before I'm done here. I've just no reason to hold back or save anything. No reason to be fearful of someone else. Other than our immediate fears, obviously, there is still bad in the world. There is still evil in the world. There is still people that want to do you harm or benefit off of you. But even that, even those are experiences. And I can't speak for someone who has been in an unimaginably terrible situation. I'm sure that they would probably trade that experience for anything else to feel normal. But that's a, that's a unique ex perspective. And 
I don't know, philosophically, if some say there's, you know, nothing bad. There's, there's successes, there's joy, and then there are lessons. But there are still some senseless, I mean, there are plenty of senseless evil things in the world that no lesson can come out of other than that's evil. But what's interesting about that, to me, um, kind of speaking of a different, uh, another thing that brought me here is a recent article I read about consciousness on high existence. I like that website. Uh, it has thought-provoking articles. You know, a lot of it is just uh, dickheads like me that want to sound smart and prove that you're vast and deep and you're intelligent and logical. Frankly, I think a lot of all that's, you know, a lot of bullshit. I'd rather, I'd rather stick with learning and growing and developing. And anything that's thought-provoking can be kind of more of a thought experiment. And I think those are important in, in your growth. Because if you can't, if you don't allow yourself or challenge yourself to see a wor the world in a different way than the easy path in front of you or how you've kind of been trained to do it, if you don't question anything, then what's, I, I can't really see the point. But this particular article talked about consciousness and um, how, you know, taking a spiritual approach can give you deeper understanding of consciousness. And uh, terms that I haven't, I've never heard of before, uh, pan-spiritism. Never heard of it. And this is the first article I've read about it, so obviously I'm an expert now. But basically, um, what it boils down to, I believe, in this, in, in this article is that uh, the idea of pan-spiritism is that uh, we are consciousness. Uh, they're trying to decipher where does consciousness come from. Um, they're having a, we have a hard time explaining it through brain activity. That is, uh, we have a hard time explaining what in our brain creates consciousness. Obviously, we've never really been able to, it's a really philosophical question. What is consciousness? What are we? Why are we here? Um, so, I mean, you could be reaching the point where we're just at the limits of our intelligence because, I mean, obviously consciousness is trying to define itself and that's kind of a big question to ask. What I like about thinking of our brains not as a producer of consciousness but a, just a receiver of it and a translator of it, um, I like imagining that we are one that consciousness is just a force of the universe. It just is. It's gravity, it's electromagnetism, um, it's time, it's movement, it's just a force that exists. And the more intelligent we got, the more intelligent we became, or more aware, um, the better tools that we had at our disposal of receiving and translating that consciousness. 
So when I think about it that way, I think that, I mean, it, nature versus nurture, it don't, it's almost both. Because I think of, I kind of envision like a ribbon. The ribbon extends, starts at your birth, and as you move through life, as you gain experiences, it moves through your brain and, and continues backwards. And on that rib ribbon is everything you're experiencing. And as, it, and as it's running through your mind, it's imprinting all of your experiences. Everything you've done, your past, what you've learned, your heartaches, your joys, everything. And it's just imprinting that all in your mind. And when you alter the receiver of a signal, uh, you change the output of the signal. So different personalities and uh, different ways of thinking, this just makes it seem like, well, if two people grew up relatively exactly the same under the exact same situation, obviously, I mean, the closest we come to this uh, would be twins, that their, their brains would receive and translate this consciousness in close to exactly the same way. I kind of like that. It makes it seem like we're more one people. Like... It is how we experience life, how we grew in life, what we learned that really makes us who we are as individuals. And it's not that we're one person isn't, so to speak, um, subjectively bad or objectively bad. I mix those up. Maybe one person isn't objectively bad or objectively good. It's just, they're just products of all of the bits and pieces of their life that has imprinted on their brain and in their memory. And that is just, and that is just consciousness reflecting off of those experiences. Now I'm explaining this like a, like a real idiot. This is this will teach me to maybe write down a little bit more before I start recording. But this is my first one, so fuck it. But pan-spiritism. So, definitely an expert now, because I've read one thing. But I like the thought of it. I like the thought of... Um, they mentioned somewhere in the article about being a receiver and a translator. They mentioned a radio. And of course, a radio doesn't produce music. It's not like music's created in a radio. It just receives a signal and it translates it and it emits it through the speakers. If you damage any part of that process, obviously the signal, the sound that comes out of the radio is gonna be distorted, it's gonna be changed. So that, kind of speak, that can speak to disease, mental illness, um, abuse victims, PTSD, obviously you're damaging the tool that is translating consciousness and you're changing. And maybe this, in the long run, maybe it doesn't really matter. It's uh, 
kind of like when I thought about determinism and free will, like how the argument of the of one is the solution to the other or something like that to where it doesn't really arguing between the two you really don't come out with a solution it's I chose to take this road or a long chain of events led me to choose this road it's really just I don't know what do you think what's your best guess but I like thinking that we are more connected than we thought and just allowing ourselves to think that, I think, I think, I think, I think, allowing ourselves to believe that, or at least explore the belief, would put us on the fast track to becoming more one with each other. And that is the next step in human evolution. It's the opening of borders, it's the working together, understanding that enriching ourselves at the detriment to our neighbors isn't I mean we're just hurting the global consciousness letting someone go hungry while we have more than enough to eat is at the base just cruel and unnecessary there's enough in the world there's enough to learn from each other and to grow and to grow differently. And I guess that's my... That leads me into the last little bit that I was going to ramble about was... Was... Man, I really need to tighten this up, don't I? Um, last little bit that... Uh, I wanted to stumble on into was just life. And I think that's it. I just want to... I want to... Or... I think... That... The point in life is not to look back on all of your, be proud of your accomplishments. You were a fantastic worker or you amassed a, a massive amount of wealth or even that you traveled the most of anybody. I think the point is we don't really have to figure out why we're here. We're just here and now we have to deal with it. There's a lot of suffering in life. It's inevitable. We're fighting against the erosion of time. We're fighting against a lot of uh, relatively bad and sad things. I mean, we get old. We grow apart. We lose friends. We miss opportunities. But it's how we deal with that. It's moving forward in spite of that knowing that no matter what happens to you, you, as long as you allow yourself to learn and grow from it, you've been successful. And as long as you do what you can to find the beauty in life and grow and develop and make your little corner of the world or the corner of the universe a little bit brighter, you've had success. And I think I'm going to end it there, just to save yourselves. I'm sure most of you have probably tuned up by now. For episode two, I will give it a little more time, develop it a little more, uh, maybe have a, maybe have an agenda or probably an agenda script, something like that. But 
if I didn't just blurt all this out in a very probably boring way, I know I wouldn't have done it. So, episode one, thank you for listening. This has been Yelling at Birds. <laughs>